Welcome to Scaling Software Teams, a weekly podcast about how to navigate fast growth without losing the magic that made that growth possible. I'm your host, Wes Winham. This is week number four of our community question series. In the coming weeks, we'll talk to engineering leaders around the world to answer your toughest questions. Last week, we learned how top engineering leaders find hidden gems in their hiring pool. This lets them hire faster. Today, we're going to dive into the specifics of the interview process. Our goal is to speed things up so we can hire great engineers faster. This is a source of tension for a lot of leaders. The most important thing is making the right hire. Mishires suck. They suck for everyone. If we move too fast, though, we may hire the wrong candidate. If we don't move fast enough, we risk losing to the competition and hiring nobody. Then our product roadmap suffers. Our team suffers. Bradley Falk is the head of technology at Tally. Tally is a financial automation company who raised a $50 million Series C. Here's what Bradley had to say about this tension between getting it right and getting it fast. The longer an interview process goes, the more likely you are to lose a candidate. They get distracted. They get frustrated. They um, lose kind of the momentum that has happened with the early conversations. And... But at the same time, you can't sacrifice quality. Um, you can't sacrifice exploring what their what their passions are, what their their skill sets are, the depths of it, the breadths of it. The conversations have to happen. You have to have a conversation on what the cultural fit is, what your values are as a team. You have to have you have to explore their technical depth and what they want to grow, how they want to grow, how they want to and then what they bring to the team. Like those are the conversations that absolutely must happen. You can't just grow for the sake of growing. Research from Glassdoor validates these feelings. On average, it takes 70% longer to fill an engineering vacancy than any other job in tech. The good news is that this is mostly in our control. The length of our hiring cycle is more dependent on our process, our hiring system, than all other factors combined. This include things like employer size, metro area, compensation, all of that stuff. We have a problem though. We rarely measure our hiring process through the lens of what has worked in the market. Often we hire, we cargo cult. Our hiring process is a combination of what we've kind of done in the past and what our company's done in the past when we merge it. That's okay. Unless the hiring landscape is evolving quickly, which it is right now. The hiring managers that win the hiring wars will be the ones who adapt their processes most quickly to be best in breed for now. What these folks do is they understand what their market's typical candidate experience looks and feels like. Remember, that's the competition is what candidates are seeing elsewhere. They build a process that provides a better candidate experience while gathering more information or at least enough information. They also move quickly and they beat other companies to offer. The first step of this three-part journey is to understanding the market. Using benchmarks to learn whether we have a speed problem. As Bradley said, the longer our process takes, the more likely it is that a great candidate will withdraw. Based on the real-world data we've seen, top engineers are only on the market for two weeks before accepting an offer. Two weeks. If you've got a senior engineer title, it goes fast. If we're looking for top performers, we need to be aware that they have multiple offers on the table. 
Sometimes that means we'll lose candidates because we can't match the salary or benefits. That's fine. More often, it means that a candidate will get a great offer from someone else before they even get an offer from us. One of these situations is out of our control. Salary and benefits are, are mostly endogenous to our role. The other is our responsibility. Let's talk numbers. The hiring process begins once an application is submitted and ends once an offer is accepted. Pretty simple, right? On average, this takes between three and four weeks for software engineering roles in the U.S. So three to four weeks from resume to offer accepted. But best-in-class teams get it done in two weeks or less. Your mileage may vary, and in hyper-competitive markets, sometimes two weeks may just be average. In others, top candidates may be willing to wait three or four weeks for an offer. Really depends on our competition. Who are we competing against? The best way to determine the temperature in our market is to get data from peers and third parties. Uh, Here at Woven, we provide our customers with market insights, and I'm sure if you ask, some of your other vendors might help as well. If not, you'll have to do some research yourself. Uh, First, we can go to Glassdoor and we can look up 10 companies that are in our tier of hiring, maybe best in breed in our market. Then we can read the reviews of their interviews for software engineers. This is publicly available on Glassdoor. And many of those will talk about how long it took to receive an offer. That's one source of intel. Next, we can talk to our current team and learn about their experience interviewing for previous roles. Maybe they've been on the market in the last few years. Finally, when we make new hires, we can ask them during their onboarding how our experience was compared to other companies. This information provides at least a finger to the wind. It lets us know how hot the market is, but the fundamental principle remains the same across all markets. The companies that move the fastest tend to get the best candidates, the highest offer accept rates. Usually, this means we need to go from application to offer in two weeks. Building processes for information density and portability. This need for speed presents a problem. We can't afford to lose great candidates, but we also can't afford to rush the process and hire the wrong fit candidate. This is where top hiring managers focus on information density and portability. When I talk about information density, I'm thinking, how much do I learn? How much relevant information do I learn about a candidate in a given amount of time? When I talk about portability, I mean portability of data from one part of the interview process to another part so we can make a holistic decision. For example, resumes don't provide that much useful information. Uh, Research in IO psychology provides evidence that years of experience do in fact predict job success up to a point. Some companies like Zapier and Packet Fabric have replaced the resume with a five-minute application where you can directly ask about years of experience. The alternative is trying to read the resume tea leaves and say, oh, I guess that's like three years plus seven years. Is that really relevant experience? I don't know. These two companies, Zapier and Packet Fabric, ask about specific relevant experience, and they also ask questions to get a sense for mission alignment. It's much, much more information dense, five minutes, and they learn a lot about a candidate, much more than a resume. Here's Bradley Falk at Tally about what interview stage provides the most information. So the most important part of the interview process is actually the last one, which is the collaborative whiteboarding session, an opportunity to work with a candidate, with the team who they are going to work with. It is an opportunity to open yourselves up, solve 
a small but realistic problem that you um, are likely to, 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 to collaborate with. And this is important because the way you interact with a candidate and the, the candidate interacts with you is meant to be the most realistic work relationship that you can you can create. So the candidate is free to, to explore options. You are free to encourage those options. You are free to push back, ask for clarification. The candidate should feel empowered to ask for clarification, ask if this is something you would explore, and they should feel comfortable. This is a common refrain from hiring managers. We get the most information about a candidate by watching a candidate's mind work. This can happen on a whiteboard or via pair programming, but both of these methods, they take a lot of time. This leaves us with an unsavory choice. We can delay information gathering, or we can commit time to front load the technical screen. But there is a third option. Many services now exist to allow candidates to complete a short, real-life work simulation as an early step in their hiring process. They get the most important information early, which allows them to move faster. Then they focus the interviews on digging deeper. Now they can ask about specific strengths and weaknesses demonstrated in that work simulation. This process change enables top performing companies to collect better information faster. This means they hire better engineers faster. But there's one more step that the best hiring managers take to beat their competition to an offer. Lesson. The best results come from one day turnaround. For a lot of hiring managers, scheduling the first interview is the biggest hurdle to hitting this two-week benchmark. If we only screen resumes twice per week, it may take several days to get the first follow-up email sent. And from there, it may be another few days before we can get the candidate on the phone. Now we're one week into the interview process and we haven't even gotten the candidate on site yet. Even worse, a typical pattern we see from candidates is they will apply to a bunch of jobs at once. And after a certain number of those folks respond, after the jobs get back to them, they stop responding to the others. Like, well, I'm in four processes. That's enough. If you are the fifth process to start, you get no chance. And that might be the difference between one day here or there. The best hiring managers turn resumes around the same day. They know that speed is essential to their team's success. Here's Bob Lauer, the director of engineering at Lambda School, talking about the role that speed has played in shaping his team. And the reality is you want to fail fast. So you start with the hard thing, and that is what are they going to be doing? So if they're an engineer, you really want to focus on you know, what are the engineering challenges and what are their key skill sets that they're going to work with or they're going to be doing. This can be either a hiring manager who can, who can do a pre-screen, go a little bit deeper, and generally that's a little less expensive and of a, a path than having the engineer do that because that time is is generally more more valuable and exclusive before going into that conversation with that engineer. So the sooner you can transition from a hiring manager to a, a technical conversation slash coding exercise slash uh, deep dive into the skill sets that they're going to be demonstrating that they get excited in things. You should be able to challenge them to the point where you know they're bringing something to the table that they're excited with and 
then you can have a conversation with them during that exercise of how you would do it. And you still want to have like an engineer have a conversation about like, is this compatible? Is this person awkward? Are they truly rigid in a solution? Or can you push? Can you get pushed back? The real type of conversations before you can bring in the rest of an engineering team to have a more realistic collaborative uh, process. The wisdom Bob shares about using third-party services for building our product is equally true about our hiring process. It would be great to live in a world where we could build custom technical screens for every role, grade them ourselves, come up with rubrics. If we want to move fast, we may need to enlist the help of others, just like we may need to use databases as a service, backends as a service, other tools, so that we don't have to build 100% custom software. The goal here isn't to have the most pristine, custom, uh, bespoke technical screen. It's to build the best team. The key lesson we've learned in hiring developers across the US is that speed is essential. The longer we wait, the more likely we lose. This is true for follow-up. It's also true for gathering the information we need to make a decision. Bradley from Tally had this advice for anyone looking to speed their hiring process up. The reality is you want to fail fast. So you start with the hard thing, and that is what are they going to be doing? So if they're an engineer, you really want to focus on you know, what are the engineering challenges and what are their key skill sets that they're going to work with or they're going to be doing. This can be either a hiring manager who can, who can do a pre-screen, go a little bit deeper, and generally that's a little less expensive of a path than having the engineer do that because that time is, is generally more, more valuable and exclusive before going into that conversation with that engineer. So the sooner you can transition from a hiring manager to a, a technical conversation slash coding exercise slash uh, deep dive into the skill sets that they're going to be demonstrating that they get excited in things. You should be able to challenge them to the point where you know, they're bringing something to the table that they're excited with. And then you can have a conversation with them during that exercise of how you would do it. And you still want to have like an engineer have a conversation about like, is this compatible? Is this person awkward? Are they truly rigid in a solution or can you push can you get pushed back the real type of conversations before you can bring in the rest of an engineering team to have a more realistic collaborative uh, process are you hiring right now if so i want to hear from you how are you speeding up your hiring process send me an email at wes at woventeams.com i read every email and i love hearing from listeners that's Wes at WovenTeams.com. Next week, we'll dive into what it takes to design a best-in-class technical assessment. Until then, keep on scaling.